Hello and welcome to another APW Property Podcast with our residential expat expert, Callum Williamson. Hi, Callum. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very well. And I gather you've just been on your travels. Yes, it's uh, it's pretty busy at the moment in uh, Malaysia today. And then we've got Dubai later in the week, Singapore next week. So just sort of uh, out and about at the moment, catching up with people and and running events and uh, spreading the good word of property to the expat community all over the world. You international jet setter, you. Um, as you say, in these podcasts, we try to hand out wise counsel about the UK property market for those expats thinking of buying property, uh, residential property in the UK. Um, APW is a company that advises and assists those same expats and others about their purchase of a buy-to-let property back in Blighty. Uh, today is just a quickie as we're looking at an FAQ that the team at APW often get asked. FAQ, obviously, frequently asked question. Should I fix or stay on a variable? Uh, that's the question, and we're talking about mortgages. Uh, so, Callum, what do you think? I think uh, it's a good question, and the answer is, as is often the case with most of these sort of questions in property, it depends. I think for uh, those people with a short attention span, that will just listen to the start and then turn off, I would say, at the moment, it's probably generally a good idea to go on a variable because most people are saying that rates are going to come down and they are starting to come down. But I think looking at it more holistically, I think um, yeah, you need to look at the bigger picture and sort of look at all the variables, your own circumstances, and most importantly, perhaps, what are your goals and what are your plans? You know, Because those are the sorts of things that will feed into the decision. Are you looking for income? Are you looking for growth? Is stability and having a fixed payment important to you? Is the bottom line the most important thing to you? You know, So you need to look at these different questions. And then when, once you answer those, you can start sort of figuring out, well, what's the best approach for me? So I think it depends. But at the moment, we are seeing some people opt for the variable because rates are coming down. Yes, you all, you often talk about the kind of you know individual circumstance and the goals that people need to have. And obviously, getting into a mortgage, it's a long term commitment. And one of the uh, key things about it is your exit strategy. You know, what what you can get into a mortgage, but how are you going to get out of it? And when when do you think you might want to get out of it? Uh, so, what's your plan further on down the track as well? But uh, let's break it down a bit. We've got two separate groups. Uh, you've got remortgages and new mortgages, or uh, people who just starting out uh, so let's start with a new mortgage what are the the key things that you need to think about if you're buying a property okay well i think if you're just the basics on a new mortgage and we've got heaps of episodes and sort of content on our youtube and stuff about this but i think you to start with you know have a chat with a mortgage broker who can sort of give you an insight into what the sort of current rates are and what you can achieve and they can help you with an application or decision in principle which is something that is very useful you need it when you're purchasing a new property. But I think, um, yeah, you look at the whole picture. I mean, I give myself as an example. I quite like, you know, I have five-year fixes because I quite like to, even even sort of last year, the last one, the rate was 6.9%, which is pretty hefty. But for me, the property is cash flow positive, and I know I've got that fix for five years. You know, it doesn't bother me having to sort of remortgage in two years if that's an option to get a lower rate so i quite like the stability of it and knowing exactly what i'm going to pay each month so so i think that's important but 
yeah, again, it, you've got to look at your own your own finances. You know, if if you really do have a set budget every month, then you should probably fix because you can't really have the risk of them of rates going back up again. Again, it doesn't really look like that's going to happen, but you know, I'm sure there were heaps of people out there that made investments based on things they didn't think were going to happen, and then they did happen. So, you know, you need to look at your own your own situation. I think and. Are you a first-time buyer? Are you building a portfolio? Are you coming up for retirement? You know, if you're coming up for retirement, then it's a double-edged sword because you probably want the income, but you also want the security of knowing that things are fixed. And then the other end of the spectrum, first-time buyers, I think people like, again, to know that things aren't going to change. Whereas if you're somewhere in the middle and it's your third or fourth property and you're just looking to get as much growth and and income as possible, then you probably go down the variable route. So I think, yeah, you you need to look at what your situation is and what you're trying to achieve. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, that's a good run around the, the sort of different levels and the different ideas, the, uh, the, you know, the it depends part of it and the individual circumstance. I suppose the underlying question, though, relates to interest rates generally. Uh, you've touched on it, but uh, let's have a look at interest rates generally. Uh, and what we think is happening in the market. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, post GFC, global financial crisis, 2008, you know, we've had historically low rates and a lot of people that have been investing in property since then have, have had it really good because they sort of feel like these rates are normal, but they're not. If you look at the 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 tracker of the Bank of England rate for the past 50 years, you'll see that rates traditionally have been much higher than that so yeah the banking the, the bank of england rate has been historically low you know it all started climbing december 21 which is the post liz truss um situation and they've been climbing consistently and just started flattening now at 5.25 percent and like we discussed in the market mosey there are some people on the bank of england committee voting for rates to come down now which i think is a positive sign but there is a market. Uh, there is a market rate for mortgages, which at the moment, on a five-year fix, is lower than the base rate. Which may seem strange, but banks are happy to do that if they think rates are going to start falling. Then they know they can make their money back in the later stages of that fixed term. So it's um, yeah, high rates for the past, based on the past sixteen years. But traditionally, the rates are not as high as they have been historically. Yeah, so the Bank of England base rate is the base rate for the market generally. All this um, money and and other banks swap money between each other's uh, between themselves at that rate. Uh, so that's the kind of swap rate that sometimes people refer to in the market. Uh, you mentioned the market mosey there, which is something that we do w- uh, with an APW Property Podcast. Every month, we take a look back at the previous month just to see what has happened in the market that's relevant to UK property. So yes, you've then got the variable rate, which banks use the Bank of England base rate to set their own rates, their own variable rates. So they'll say, well, we'll lend you at our variable rate of the Bank of England base rate plus 3%, uh, say. So that would put your current rate at the moment at 8.25%. Uh, but there are fixed rates you can then fix. Uh, what are the sort of general average rates at the moment, uh, looking at what you know? Okay, well, if we're looking at you know, 15 to 25% deposit, so these figures will be for UK residents. So generally, you know, for an expat, you can add a percent or so to that. 
But uh, I mean, looking at, yeah, if you've got 15 to 25% as a deposit and, you know, as an expat, you're normally going to be looking at 25%. So, you know, the figures we've got, the 5.3% on a two-year fix, 4.85% on a two-year fix with 25% down, 4.59 on a five-year fix with 25% down. So, you know, sub five again, which is good to see because the past, you know, 24 months, that's been very difficult to get. And then in some instances, we're seeing sub four again, which is, um, you know, it's good to see again. So, yeah, rates are coming down and they're much better than they have been the past 24 months. Yes, there were some scary rates that were out there in the last year, like you say, post uh, the Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng budget that spooked everyone and and created a spike in the market rates in the UK and elsewhere. So yes, the the loan to value is a thing to be bear in mind because you get cheaper interest rates if you have a bigger deposit. Uh, so that's the LTV that you'll sometimes see if you start looking at um, the market rates at the moment if you go onto any of those comparison websites you'll see ltv as a as a term and that's a a measure of how big your deposit is uh, and what you need to what you've put in Uh, so that's obviously then something that also affects your individual circumstance if you put in a bigger deposit you'll get a better rate Uh, so you can put that into your spreadsheet and, and start to calculate the only other thing to bear in mind with fixed rates is of course uh, the penalty clause. Uh, take us through what that is and, and how that works. Yeah, well, I mean, generally speaking, if banks are lending to you for a five-year fix and they've sort of calculated their sums and their earnings on a five-year fix, like we say, you know, some of them now are offering five-year fixes that lower than the Bank of England rate because they know rates are going to start coming down. If then after two years you sort of want to change it, then often there will be a, a penalty for that. And the penalty will reduce sort of the further into the term you get you know if you're currently on a on a fix which you've fixed in the past you know 12 to 36 months and you want to uh, get onto a new lower rate then you need to sort of look at what those fees and charges will be and in some instances you know if you're on a 6.5 7 8% fixed rate then if you can get that down to four, then it may be worthwhile over the next, if you look at the figures, extrapolate it over the next 24 months, it might be more worthwhile going on to a lower rate and paying those fees. So um, yeah, something to be something to be cautious of. And then as well, you know, a lot of a lot of these banks will have an early repayment fee as well, uh, which which drops down unless you uh, have a mortgage with a Shariah compliant bank and then there is no early repayment fee. But um, yeah, these are all things you need to consider. And, you know, like you say, the the larger deposit you have, normally the better rate you'll get. If you're trying to get a mortgage at sub 100K, you'll probably get a higher rate because it's not as worthwhile for the banks to do. So generally, you know, the, the higher loan to value and the higher mortgage, the better rate you can get on it. Yes, the, uh, you're right with the penalties. Uh, the thing that the banks call them is the early repayment charge or ERC you sometimes see it referred to quite often those will start at five percent if you try and pay the mortgage off in the first year uh, and then reduce over a five-year period down to two percent maybe it'll go five five four three two or something Um, so yes they front load it so that can be quite a hefty penalty charge for 
paying the mortgage off early. But as you say, if you put that into your calculations and work it out over 24 months, it may be better for you to switch at the moment. Um, but then you also need to add in the extra fees that a bank will charge for the application and for, you know, if they need to do a valuation and so on. So, uh, you know, it's a complicated process, plus the actual sheer amount of time it takes. You can end up with, you know, four months will go by and you still, uh, you're still you still waiting for the actual new mortgage to come through. So you're projecting ahead. Yeah, That's it. And I think that's why you need to... You need to to look at it, you know, because if you can you can remortgage from you know six point nine percent to use my example down to four point nine percent, say you know you can take two percent off. How much extra cash is that going to earn you a month in terms of cash flow? Maybe a couple of hundred quid extra, you know. So if you look at all the effort of putting that together, plus the you know what's your time worth? Is your time spent doing a new mortgage? Is it worth? 200 quid a month or whatever that works out on a, on a daily rate. So you've got to yeah, look at your situation and and really sort of think, well, what would I be the most comfortable with? And I think with an investment property, as long as it's cash flow positive or as close to cash flow positive as possible, I mean, you know, if it's a good property, then you can be a little bit cash flow negative. You might have to fund it 20, 30 quid a month, but that's fine if it's a good investment. If it's not, then I wouldn't recommend that. But as long as you can get as close to cash flow positive as possible, then you know I think it's a it's a good thing to do. So that's something we always try and aim for with with clients: is does it wash its face, and can you sort of set it up and forget about it, regardless of what the rate is, and then sort of reassess it at some point in the future and see if you've got the time and if you want to, if you can make that situation better. So yeah, look at your situation. I guess is what we're trying to say. Yes, but we, we, as we say, also you you're peering into the future and uh, the, the the key point is what everyone expects bank rates are going to do in the future so what do we know about that we know that the other banks because they're offering these five years fixed at below the uh, below the current bank of england base rate they're thinking that rates are coming down but what do we know what are what are economists and, and commentators saying about the future of the bank of england base rate Yes, good question. I think the general consensus is that, you know, rates are going to start falling. I think if that's the case, you know, then, you know, we can expect to see the Bank of England rates at 3.3 to 3.5, which is the sort of standard for when inflation is tracking at the government's target. So, you know, and obviously mortgage rates would be a bit higher than that. So, you know, sort of what we've been saying is mortgage rates getting back down to 4% or around 4 would not be would not be a bad thing. And it's funny, actually, because I was just looking through some old emails to, to, to people and there was one from two years ago or maybe three years ago. And the guy was saying, I've been offered 5.49 on a mortgage. And that's terrible. And, uh, you know, I was sort of looking at it laughing. I mean, imagine if we knew then what we know now, you would take 5.4% on a five-year fix any day of the week. So, yeah, so rates, you know, predicted to start coming down. I've got some some info from Rightmove uh, here. They say right now the financial markets are predicting, predicting that the bank rate is at its peak, which is what most people are saying. It's thought interest rates will remain flat into 2024 before starting to come down. Uh, we can expect fixed rate mortgage product to start to take on some of these reductions, which we're already starting to see. 
Yeah, so that was uh, one of the most recent sort of comments on the market. Earlier on in the year, they thought that maybe, you know, the bank was going to drop rates in May or March, or there was lots of speculation about that. But it seems now that they're thinking that the rates will be broadly flat. And if they do come down, it's not going to be by much this year. But uh, I did read, uh, I think, in the market, Mosey, that we did that, uh, yeah, 4% was a possible bank rate for next year. But uh, here's some other comments that we had. Uh, So the Bank of England governor in December said he expected bank rate will remain at its current levels of 5.25% for some time, with no cuts for the foreseeable future, as he believes inflation still has further to fall. Uh, You've got the chief UK economist at Capital Economics, Paul Dales. He said that we think that the recession will be shallower and growth will stay weak throughout 2024. Uh, We just had those uh, recession figures where the UK dipped into recession. It's a softer landing for the economy, but the runway is longer. We believe the Bank of England won't cut interest rates from 5.25 until late in 2024. But a stagnant economy will lay the groundwork for a more marked easing in price pressures in 2025 and more significant interest rate cuts. So our forecast, this is the capital economics, will be that rates will be cut to 3% in 2025. So their one is lower than the cuts to 4% priced into the markets at the current time. Uh, And Nick Mendes, a, a broker at John Charcoal, said lenders will be motivated to attract new business in 2024, given the level of transactions and applications were down in 2023 compared to previous years. As such, lenders will be looking to remortgage rates aggressively to build their mortgage book. We could also see more lenders release sub 4.5 five-year fixed rates and two and three-year fixed rates at around 4.8%. So that's another interesting point that the banks are competing with each other. So that's the good news at the moment. The start of 2024, they've started competing and wanting to lend money, which was not something they were uh, necessarily doing in 2023 last year. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, that's what's been driving the, the change in mortgage rates in, you know, in January and February is the fact that the banks are competing. And if you look at the, the market sentiment as a whole, it is it is more positive. So, you know, I think um, things are looking more positive from a property perspective. You know, there's articles now in the papers talking about how we're going to have a boom in the next few years, you know. So it's I'm not necessarily agreeing with that, but it's always an interesting sign when the, the dialogue in the papers changes from, purely negative over to slightly more positive. I think that's a good indicator of the way things are going. So, um, so yeah, I think it's uh, certainly more positive than it has been over the past few years. And I think generally, you know, rates are going to be trending down, which is, again, a good thing. So um, there, there you are. It's about the timing um, of when you uh, are thinking of doing a new mortgage or when you come off your own fixed rate. Uh, personally, I'm coming off one in August and the um, current variable rate it would be a big hit. So um, that's something that we've got to start the process of of getting all the paperwork that you need to do to to get a remortgage there'll be all of the certificates that uh, are necessary you need to make sure that all your gas safe you know and electricity condition reports and your your pat testing and all of those kind of things are all in place so that's it for today uh, thank you very much callum thanks paul thanks for having me and uh thanks to our editor emma holton at Brilliant Audio, who makes us sound good and cuts out all the flabby bits. My name is Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.